It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. It is week 10 of the 2023 NFL season. We have four teams on by, including the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. I forget the fourth one, but it's not the Rams. Really- the Rams, okay. Well, the Rams are a good buy because uh, they have they have uh, Matthew Stafford and they need him to get healthy. But, T-Bro, we have these good fantasy teams on by. And here's the problem. There is nobody on the waiver wire to replace their players. This is this is the worst week of the season so far. I am I am afraid to say, and we got to talk about it anyway because that's what we do on the waiver wire podcast here at fantasypoints.com. Tom, I know you write up the waiver wire. Yeah, this was uh, a quick week. one for me this week. <laughs> I was about I was about to say like um you 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 probably on Sunday were like, oh yeah, I'm glad about this one. But uh, on Tuesday, yeah. you're probably like, oh, this isn't so good. It was one of those, like I was done like basically like 45 minutes to an hour earlier than I usually am. There were some teams on by last week and I'm just like finished up, finished up. And I'm like, did I miss somebody? Did I miss a couple games? Did I, did I, did I make a mistake? And I, I like, I looked over the document like three times. I'm like, I think I got everybody. So uh, it's just a, a tough week here. We even had a couple injuries. Uh, Dallas Goddard going out uh, for the Eagles. Looks like he'll be an IR candidate. Cam Akers uh, tore another, you know, his other Achilles. Uh, Danny Dimes done for the season. Josh Palmer got put on IR before last night's game and uh, Josh Downs. But uh, even in those spots, there's not a whole lot of great options to replace those guys. So uh, this is, this is going to be a tough week. Uh, you're going to, there's going to be some ugly lineups this week. This, I mean, scoring was kind of shaky last week. Uh, we could have some really low fantasy scores this week. A lot of red and uh, a lot of probably really deep, uh, like, you know, options off the waiver wire. Probably going to be plugged in, into some lineups. So hopefully we get some good injury reports this week. And hopefully most of the stars play that uh, aren't on those four teams that are on by because it could be pretty, pretty ugly this week. Uh, so, and Tom, I don't even know what you said there. You might have been reciting the Gettysburg Address. Very well done. Uh, but I've been trying, for the last two minutes, I've been trying to stop my dogs from fighting. So we're going to have to have Trey crop this for social media. This is the, this is, These are the, the slings I and I saw arrows. you running around over there, so I was uh, stretching out uh, what I was saying there. So I, I wanted to make sure that you were I appreciate back it. and settled down by the time you got back to your computer. We're going to have to have Trey uh, uh, clip that for social media because the, the, this is what happens behind the scenes of the Fantasy Points podcast. But anyway, uh, Tom, this is uh, – I, I have to imagine – in the 30 years, John Hansen's been doing some version of the waiver wire article, right? And you obviously have been doing it for the better part of a decade. Yep. This is the first time ever a quarterback who was traded midseason is probably at the top of the waiver wire. And that is Josh Dobbs of the Minnesota Vikings, who did a phenomenal job. I, I Just an outrageously good job. I'm sure you've heard all the great stories uh, about Dobbs. Like he was, He said it. The, the, the Vikings offense was like AP French when he was preparing for AP Spanish. Um, and they're both romantic languages, but they're obviously very different. Um, and he comes out and he does a phenomenal job leading the Vikings to victory. But for the for, for fantasy purposes, he runs. 
Yep. And he gives his receivers chance. Kirk Cousins is obviously out for the season. And Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Vikings, said they are preparing with Jaron Hall and concussion protocol, but they're preparing to start Josh Dobbs in week 10 and, and presumably beyond for Josh Dobbs. Tom, uh, I mean, could he be a top 12 quarterback option the rest of the season? I, I don't think it's crazy to think. Uh, we kind of saw the offense last week. It, uh, it's not like well, we'll get into their backfield situation as well. Uh, they lost Cam Akers, so it's not like they have a great running game either. So Dobbs is going to have to continue to throw it. Uh, we might get even better information this week. Uh, there seems to be some optimism that Justin Jefferson, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but maybe at least his practice window opens up this week and he's able to return maybe by week 11. Um, so, I mean, if we get the, the number one overall pick from fantasy drafts, uh, you know, the breaking all the records in his first couple of seasons, get him into the mix as well. And then Dobbs has, uh, you know, TJ Hawkinson. We've seen the way he funneled targets to his tight ends in Arizona to Zach Ertz and Trey McBride. So he's got one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, there's a lot to like here for Josh Dobbs. It's just a question of, can he pick up the offense uh, relatively quickly? How much can they put on his plate? Uh, we saw last week he was able to put uh, do just enough, and you know Kevin O'Connell was telling him where plays were going and his uh, ear set, but uh, you know he still was able to come through. And uh, you touched on a little bit with the rushing production. I'm very pleasantly surprised. We're always looking for these guys that are cheat codes for fantasy football, and Dobbs is averaging up over 40 rushing yards per game since week two. Uh, that's, uh, and he also has four rushing TDs in that span. So, uh, you know, he's basically averaging up over seven fantasy points, uh, you know, per game over the last, uh, you know, the last, you know, since week two. So, uh, this is a really strong runner, really strong weapons. And, uh, yeah, I, the, the schedule isn't too daunting either. We got the saints this week, but, uh, Denver who's played a little bit better recently and, uh, the Chicago bears before their bye week in uh week 13 so uh yeah if if you're struggling quarterback you know especially this week hey uh we got a, a quite a few good quarterbacks on by uh with jalen hurts patrick mahomes uh and Tua uh tua so there's three starters that uh people have been using every week so if it even if it's just for one week here uh dobbs is a great option off the waiver wire uh let's move now uh well let's go down at quarterback tom we can still um, I guess Will Levis is available in about half of leagues. There's really yeah, he's not that. Impressive. That was impressive. The, the, yeah. Watching him on Thursday night. He looks like the real deal. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Joe. If, if he's available, go pick him up here. Um, yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's proven himself pretty well. You know, he's acquitted himself pretty well here in the first two games. Um, I know we have Russell Wilson up here. I still can't get there on him, but, but he's owned in about half a leagues. And, but by the way, I am stretching here <laughs> to try to get us through this. Podcast. Yeah, I got one here, Joe. Uh, if you know, we're really, we got people that are looking, looking at the bottom of the waiver wire here. We got Taylor Heineke. Uh, Arthur Smith said on Monday that he's going to make another start. He's 11% owned in Yahoo. Uh, one week fill in. Uh, we got the Cardinals on tap. Uh, you know, we saw Deshaun Watson, who couldn't even play football for a month, uh, come out and have a nice performance against them last week. Uh, and now we get Kyler Murray back in the fold for the Cardinals. So, uh, you know, no more 27 to nothing games uh, for the mm -hmm. Cardinals. Maybe they'll be a little bit back and forth. Um, the total on that game is only 41 and a half, but uh, I could see that one rising a little bit uh, later in the week here if, you know, we're getting pretty positive reports on Kyler. So, um, 
you know, Heineke, we'd love to have Drake London back in the mix there for him. Uh, they were they were trotting out some real scrubs there. Uh, Kaderil Hodge and Mac Hollins and Van Jefferson at wide receiver. And we know how Arthur Smith loves to throw to scrubs anyway, but uh, well, let's let's get Drake London potentially back in the mix this week, which would really help Taylor Heineke at 11% owned on in Yahoo leagues right now. Uh, let's go to uh, the running back position, Tom. And this ha- there, the, here's the most appealing guy uh, probably on the waiver wire this yeah. week. And it, for my mind, it's Keaton Mitchell of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, there's obviously a chance this backfield becomes a three-man rotation, but it looks like they really want more juice in the Justice Hill role than Justice Hill is giving them. Justice Hill was in there at the end of the game with Snoop Huntley uh, when he was in after they they mercy bench Lamar Jackson in the blowout of Seattle, um, and Justice Hill was the guy getting the, the carries with the backup offense. Has Baltimore promoted Keaton Mitchell to a starting role, starting quote unquote role alongside the the pounder Gus Edwards, uh, with Keaton Mitchell giving them some juice in this backfield? And uh, oh, by the way, he's available in virtually every league, and this is a good team. So it's yes. not like it's not like you're going. It's even if it's the Jaleel McLaughlin role, this is a good football team, which makes him better for fantasy than Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, they have every incentive to get this guy more involved as well. Um, he he really exploded onto the scene this week, this past week with the forty yard touchdown run, and then a, a sixty yard touchdown, a sixty yard run on top of it. So uh, immediately showing that juice that this backfield hasn't had uh, looks completely different uh, compared to you know Gus Edwards. He had a he had a couple nice runs in that game as well. He was uh, running running some people over, but a nice compliment. To Edwards, the you know Mitchell will run around guys uh, uh, as opposed to how Gus plays the game. So um, I, I am concerned. You know, this is still a little bit of a lottery ticket. Maybe maybe you have to play him this week. Uh, it could develop into a three man backfield. Um, they do like Justice Hill. They, they he has been in the mix uh, even since the end of last year. So I'm not totally convinced that uh, he's just going to completely go away. It could be. A lot like the Denver situation with Jaleel McLaughlin. Um, you got to get the guy, you know, six to eight touches a week. Tough to get there for fantasy, but I think he's certainly worth, you know, putting in, put, you know, buying a lottery ticket here this week, uh, spending a few bucks, especially, you know, we're going to go through the waiver. There's nobody here. So if you got fab left or waiver priority, I think you want to use it on a player like Keaton Mitchell, just in case he hits big in the next couple of weeks. Maybe this is just the start of something uh, with his performance in week nine. So I, I think he's certainly worth uh, using your priority position this week. Uh, Tom, let's go to another guy who's available in virtually every league. Um, you mentioned Cam Akers towards Achilles. Mm-hmm. He's out for the season. Is there anything about Ty Chandler? Now, look, Ty Chandler, they literally must not have liked what they were getting from him early in the season because they traded for Cam Akers and demoted Ty Chandler. So I'm not going to say that he's going to come in here and usurp the Cam Akers role, but there's a chance, right? Because Alexander Madison has still been inefficient. Um, So Ty Chandler for the Vikings, I think, is somebody you can make a speculative ad and see, hey, maybe he picks something up over the last couple weeks of practice. Yeah, and we're getting to that time of year where you want to start – picking up handcuffs and that backfield is really thin and um, you know, Madison hasn't been, you know, very effective on his uh, massive workload so far this season, but uh, yeah, you're right. 
Uh, Chandler, it was a pretty limited role early in the season. Uh, you know, we were kind of begging them in the first couple of weeks to maybe get a guy like Chandler more involved uh, because it was, you know, Madison was really slow out of the gates. He had some really tough matchups, though, you know, against Tampa Bay in the week one, uh, Eagles in week two. And, you know, he's played a little bit better over the, you know, the since then. But uh, Chandler, certainly, they, they like his explosiveness. They'll draw up some plays for him, uh, little quick screens and, uh, you know, little quick draws and stuff just, just to get the rock in his hands. But uh, I do think there are some trust issues there. But, I, I you know, hey, maybe he's picked up, uh, you know, a little more trust as the season has go- moved along here. Uh, they have nothing else here after Cam Akers goes down, and he's just one injury away from, you know, we touched on it. This is still a very good Vikings offense, even with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Um, maybe it's not a top five type of offense like it was, but uh, it could still be a top half of the league uh, type of offense. So if Madison goes down, or even if he maybe starts to carve out a little bit of a role here, maybe he could have uh, some flex appeal. So uh, in this limited waiver wire, I think he's worth a pickup here if you're you got nothing going on with you know a couple of your spots at the end of your bench. Let's move on, uh, Tom. I'm trying to go down the the board at running back. I guess Leonard Fournette. <laughs> um, le- like they're they're they like Latavius Murray and pass pro, but Len- Leonard Fournette, I guess, has an, a chance to maybe as the weather gets colder, they still can't run the ball in Buffalo. And I think that's a huge concern for them. Does Leonard Fournette get a role here uh, in November and December? I think he said uh, Buffalo is colder than a penguin's ass on Twitter. That's what Fournette said. Well, um, I think they might want him to be kind of their, their snow tires in this offense here. It's not happening with James Cook for whatever reason. Latavius yep. Murray's not getting any work. I And Buffalo as much as they've struggled, still a good offense, still a good team. And could Leonard Fournette here get a role in this offense? I think he's worth a speculative ad in that regard. Yeah, at this point, I mean, you know, Latavius Murray is, you know, he, he had a couple good games there in, in October and late September. Uh, but the last four games, he, you know, he's got two carries last week for four yards, five carries for seven yards, four carries for eight yards in the last three weeks. So bringing nothing in the running game. Uh, receiving, you know, in, in the passing game, he's he's more of just the pass protector. So maybe he can take that role from uh, Latavius Murray moving forward. He's, you know, Murray looks like he may have hit a wall here. Uh, Damian Harris still on IR. It seems like uh, the you know the rest of his season is very much up in the air after that scary injury a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, this could be Fournette's backfield. Maybe he not Fournette, not his backfield. I don't think James Cook is totally going away. He's going to get. Is you know he's in that Singletary role, but uh, maybe Fournette can start to you know be that guy at the goal line. Maybe he can take the pass protection snaps away from uh, Latavius Murray once he gets caught up on the offense, and uh, maybe he can maybe that can start to add a couple of catches. And um, you know owning ba- you know pieces of this backfield hasn't been extremely profitable over the years uh, with Josh Allen uh, stealing touchdowns and not really looking for his backs, but. Uh, at the end of the day, we're still getting a piece of this Buffalo offense. So, uh, Fournette, uh, when we have a waiver wire with nothing else on the wire, uh, maybe just at least pick him up, see if he does have a role this week uh, in the Monday night game against the Broncos. And um, if he doesn't, he's a guy we can drop quickly and move on to something else in next week's waiver, waiver wire. Uh, there is nothing at wide receiver. I mean, it, yeah. it's... 
Demario Douglas, Quentin Johnston, I guess, is probably the best because he's still available in three quarters of leagues and they put Josh Palmer on IR. You know, this is just the Chargers being the Chargers, man. It was so clear uh, on that Monday night game that he should not have uh, on that Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night last week that he should not have been out there and they play him and yeah. then he get and again he gets put on that IR. It's like so stupid. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Quentin Johnson. I know. I hope we don't have a similar best. situation with Josh Downs here this week. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he, he tried to play through his injury and left that game early too. So hopefully we avoid a, a similar situation there. Um, yeah, Quentin yeah, Johnson. Quentin jo- I agree, Joe. I mean, Quentin Johnson's probably worth a look. I mean, it was a brutal matchup last night. They, you know, it was going to be, it was all Keenan Allen and nothing else. Uh, so, you know, maybe if he was picked up, maybe he'll be dropped. He's the kind of player you want to stash at the end of your bench. And hopefully something starts to come together here. He's looked completely raw. He doesn't, you know, if I had to bet on it, you know, I would say that Johnston probably does, doesn't do a whole lot the rest of the season. He, he seems like he needs an off season of training and uh, he looks like he might be a year away, but you never know when it clicks. Sometimes it can click for these guys out of nowhere. And he's certainly going to have opportunities uh, playing with Justin Herbert and one of the best passing attacks, you know, you know, Herbert's not afraid to uh, throw it all over the field. And uh, maybe we'll start like designing, you know, plays for Quentin Johnson as well. Like, you know, he was really good at like screens and, uh, you know, crossing routes at, at uh, uh, TCU last season. So maybe, if, you know, start designing plays for your first round pick that actually accentuate his, uh, you know, his skill set. So uh, maybe they'll start to do that. May, you know, it's a, you know, this is one of those, it's probably not going to hit, but it's worth a shot here, especially if he gets dropped this week. Okay, let's uh, let's move now to a guy I picked up and started this week. Tom Robert Woods has been hurt. Um, uh, He hasn't practiced since uh, getting hurt in week six. Noah Brown um, has been better than Robert Woods. And is there a chance Noah Brown is now one of the top three? Nico Collins and Tank Dell are not going anywhere. Those two guys are the one and two in Houston, as they should be. They should be developing those two alongside C.J. Stroud. But Noah Brown is also younger than Robert Woods. It could could he develop into a full time role here with the guy who I mean would have to absolutely vomit all over himself for the second half of the year to not win Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I mean we're getting a piece of this offense. What what, what we've seen from C.J. Stroud uh, this season. Uh, let's take it. I mean, even if it's a one week flyer, uh, and we look at the matchup here against the Bengals, uh, one of the highest totals on the board. I'm sure. Uh, you know, Brown could be a little bit of a, a cheap DFS play as well. So, yeah, if we're looking for a one-week fill-in, I think John Mechie also picked up an injury in that game. Uh, so, you know, if, you know, no Robert – we'll see about Robert Wood's status. It's been no practice time uh, since getting that injury in week six. Um, so, maybe you know, if Woods is out again, Mechie could be out of the picture. Uh, Brown's going to be having a – you know, could have a big role. Seven-point underdogs on the road against a – uh, Bengals offense is starting to hit its stride. Uh, so, yeah, there could be some points in this game. So, uh, yeah, I'd like Brown as maybe a little one-week flyer and maybe it starts to develop into something more. I mean, Robert Woods is a guy that uh, could be, you know, he looks well past his prime. He's, uh, you know, a nice player. But, uh, you know, maybe Noah Brown brings more juice to this offense moving forward. So uh, we want pieces of this Texans offense with C.J. Stroud. And uh, Brown has certainly, uh, you know, made some plays for him. Uh, you know, in his opportunities here the last couple of weeks. 
Let's move to tight end, Tom. And there's really just one name here because uh, I, I refuse to freaking talk about Jonu Smith. I, hey, credit to Jonu. <laughs> credit to Jonu Smith. Um, nothing against him personally. It's just our our. Uh, it is a blood war with Arthur Smith right now. Um, but anyway, uh, Hunter Henry. Look, early in the year, it looked like he was going to be a thing. And then he's getting outproduced by Pharaoh Brown for a oh, number no. of weeks. And now, though, with with Kendrick Bourne on IR, they need somebody Mac Jones trusts. And Hunter Henry is that he scored uh, in week number nine against the Commanders. Yeah, he's uh, also scored in. Uh, yeah, we have it in in the waiver wire article here. Fourteen times on his uh, 121 targets here with the Patriots and Mac Jones. So uh, he's scoring on basically 12% of his targets. Uh, so, you know, we're looking for touchdown upside. Uh, Patriots offense doesn't necessarily give us much touchdown upside, but, um, you know, the numbers have looked better here. Uh, he was up at 88% snap share this week, which is notable because he's been kind of dealing with an ankle injury. They were working, you know, Mike Kosicki and Farrell Brown in a little bit more. Uh, you know, previously to week nine, he was at 58% of the snaps in week eight, 50% in week seven. So, uh, he was he was a, a part-time player, but he got back to a full-time role this past week. Uh, seven targets, most targets he's seen since week two. So I think he's getting back to more of a full-time role. And you, you said it there. We, we got nothing at receiver. They're they're mm-hmm. wasting attempts on Jalen Rigger, Tyquan Thornton, the total bus. It's Juju Smith Schuster's, you know, rolling around in a wheelchair out there. It's like what are we doing at receiver? So it's gotta be Demario Douglas and it's gotta be Hunter Henry, uh, you know, moving forward for this Patriots offense. So uh, Douglas is another guy. We didn't, we touched on him a little bit last week, but he's still under owned at this point. He's like 35 to 40% owned in Yahoo leagues right now. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing great things from this Patriots uh, passing game moving forward. But uh, if, if, if good things are going to happen, it's going to have to go through Mario Douglas and uh, Hunter Henry. All right, Tom, this is the, that's enough of this waiver wire podcast. I've got to take the dogs outside so they can uh, blow off some steam. I'm blowing off some steam just by listening to this. Uh, Maybe we, we, we should probably do one more tight end, Joe. Okay. Like we got Kelsey right. on by, and we'll, so we'll just point out Kate Otten uh, has been coming on a little bit. He scores the two touchdowns last week. Uh, you know, six plus targets in three straight games. Uh, you know, he's a second year player as well. So maybe, maybe the light's starting to click on for him a little bit. Um, Tampa Bay, they have Tennessee as well this week. So they're a little bit more of a, a pass funnel defense. So, uh, you know, Kate Otten, if, you know, 5% owned, uh, if you need a one week fill in here, Travis Kelsey's on by. Uh, maybe, maybe you can go to Kate Otten with the hot hand here the last three weeks. All right, Tom. Uh, no more. Uh, no more. One more thing here. We <laughs> we're, we're getting out of here. Uh, we have a lot more players covered. Over ninety actually in the waiver wire report up at fantasypoints.com. Use code Gurific twenty five, which is in the show notes, uh, to get an additional twenty five percent off off of what's already fifty percent off for the remainder of the twenty twenty three season. Tom, this has been an absolutely disgusting episode of the waiver wire. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry for you having to take over while I'm while I'm fighting the dogs, but hey, uh, that that is live radio in the year 2023 for Tom. I'm Joe. Fantasypoints.com. Check it out, everybody. Tom and I will be back for subscribers. Oh, actually, it's free this that week. That might be Tom. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point spread show, our betting show on Friday, where we go through all the lines, the totals, and the props. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make that free for everybody on our YouTube page this week. So make sure you check that out. Go to Fantasy Points on YouTube. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later this week.
Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Thank you.